Hey, I'm Ken Pettit. And I'm Martin Frazier. And we are Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as Lads. Lads. Hmm. Today is Thursday. We never do shows on Wednesday night, so I wasn't prepared to say Thursday. Um, (laughs) um, Today is Thursday, November 11th. 2021 um and yeah we're back and a lot has happened since the last time we've recorded martin we even we have a little manager merry-go-round going on in the premier league we have certain teams who are very hot right now some manager seats that are hot um but yeah it's good to be back i miss you how are you dude i'm doing good uh just working away and i'm just stoked to be back talking about some soccer with you uh, like you said, dude, uh, what a crazy weekend. I, I can't believe this upcoming two weeks is a, another international break, but we left it on a bang or a whimper, depending on what team you root for. Yeah, we always pick the worst times to come back because then it's like, <laughs> ah, international break. You know, I think if people have been listening to the show for as how many years we've been doing, you know, we like to keep you on your toes. If we were consistent, I feel as though that would be dis- disingenuous of us. Like we <laughs> did the thing We're where consistently we consistently inconsistent. Right. And I feel like we just, you know, I think when you see that pod pop up whenever it, it happens, you know, I think it's like, oh, it's like a little surprise, like a little treat. Like you find that dollar in the back of your pocket, you know, that you didn't know was there. I think that's what it's lads like, is to a lot of people. <laughs> it's like Christmas every couple weeks. Just a little stocking gift. Yeah, we're stocking stuffers. We really are. <laughs> um but before we get into the show, we're going to talk about, obviously, Antonio Conte coming to the Premier League. That's massive. Uh, West Ham are massive. <laughs> um, Arsenal uh, went from relegation fodder to almost top four. Uh, we have to talk about, obviously, Manchester United and the Manchester Derby and uh, a few other big stories, Xavi and Barcelona. But before we get into that, we want to do a quick Big shout out to a, 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 a massive supporter of lads, not only a massive supporter, a great friend of the show and to me and Martin. Uh, that is our boy Jugs. Jugs had his baby girl this past week. Um, so we just want to go claps to Jugs. Jugs, thank you so Heck much yeah, for your support of us, uh, support of our drinking and being a good friend of us talking in our group chats every day. So uh, congrats to him and Courtney. You guys are the fucking best. So. Um, and a new Everton fan has been born, even though he said he wasn't sure if, he, if his daughter. <laughs> I don't know if he wants to put that, uh, you know, burden onto his daughter. Yeah, man. Huge congratulations. A new Everton fan maybe in the mix. Um, so shout out to both of y'all. Uh, I mean, it's it's been awesome getting to know you more and more. So uh, congratulations. And Kev, let's jump into the merry-go-round, shall we? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Um so I feel as though the best way to kick this off is with Antonio Conte. So mm. um, we'll get into the whole Steven Gerrard rumors of Dean Smith. Obviously, Oli um, Ferke, uh, what's his name from New uh, from Norwich, Norwich got the, yeah. 
got this sack Shame. as well a- after winning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up. Very uh, Salmon Billich is pouring one out for him because that happened to him as well. Um, but yeah, Antonio Conte, man, back in the Premier League going to Tottenham Hotspur. Initially, he was the big target that Tottenham were going after before Nuno. And allegedly, Conte turned it down because um, he was told by Daniel Levy that he won't be able to spend any money. Um, apparently, Levy came to him and said, yes, this January or this summer, you're given a budget of $100 million, uh, which is a fuck ton of money. But in today's transfer window, not as much as you would think. That's like uh, three three decent players, two yeah, good two ones. Two good players. Yeah. One great player. Yeah, yeah, we just did the math. A hundred million gets one great player, two good ones, and maybe three decent ones separately. <laughs> um, so, uh, my question to you, Martin, um, how do you think Antonio Conte is going to fare at Tottenham? And two, what do you think are the expectations for him, or what do you think the expectations should be for Tottenham fans? I mean, I, I think first off, expectations. To be perfectly honest, I think this season, obviously, a title shout is probably uh, out of reach. Um, and so I think expectations is to get as close, if not in the top four, top six at the very least, and aim for the title next season. Um, I think that I'm, he's kind of like a Jose Mourinho coming to Manchester United um, back in 2016. It. it it's he's a great coach, no doubt. He's done it in Italy. He did it in the Prem, um, but this team is certainly a different type of challenge compared to uh, the Chelsea team he got and the Inter Milan team that he built. So, if Daniel Levy's uh, promises are true, uh, give him a uh, hundred million. I mean, I don't think that's enough to make this Tottenham team challenge for a title next year. But uh, so I'd keep expectations Tottenham level, <laughs> if we're being honest. And Kev, I think it's 50-50, dude, if he... Uh, I know that's a cop-out through and through, but I, I think it's either hit or miss here. Just uh, It's a good team. Uh, you've got some great uh, individual players with Kane's son. Sometimes... Uh, well, if Kane Luis. is, you know, if he's checked in, I mean, he's having some of the worst form of his career right now. Oh, it's it's incredible to see. I like we talked about it. I thought he was. I thought we were a Harry Kane podcast. I thought we liked him. (laughs) We absolutely. I he's a great player, but I thought he was going to ride the bench the whole season and protest. But um, I think he's doing it on the field instead because this is a shit show. Um, So I think uh, Conte has a good chance. He's a hard leader. He's uh, a proven winner. Uh, He has a good chance to get Harry Kane firing again. But time will tell. Yeah, I feel as though there's like two different expectations here, Martin. I feel as though there's the Tottenham expectation, which um, as a fan, you'd be like, all right, top four and maybe like even a League Cup, an FA Cup. That's awesome. I feel like Antonio Conte is doing what you're thinking. Antonio Conte is like, no, I'm going for the whole fucking thing. I'm going for the Premier League, baby. So and we've seen him do that. He took that Chelsea side that went from 10th. Uh, with Josie Mourinho when that all fell apart and then brought them to a title the next year. Um, took Inter, took him a year, got the Scudetto. Uh, at Juventus, he did phenomenally. He went there, took them from the bottom to the top. Um, and that Italy side, man, that Italy side, that was horrible. He got them to a semifinal. So 
He can take really shit players and get the best out of them. I mean, we had Victor Moses as like the best right back, right wing back in the league, you know? So, <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I like, would it surprise me if he took some of these Tottenham players and made them not world-class, but world-class of Conte? Maybe, yeah, like Hojberg, Hoiberg. We already liked him a lot. Could he get much better under Antonio Conte? I could see it. Um, so we'll see. I feel as though for this season, I think you're right. I think like top six and like like a cup final that seemed, but this squad is rough. It's it is a rough squad to work with. Yeah, and I mean, I I think the uh, first two um, games under him definitely going to be a learning curve. But like you said, he's he's taken some bad teams and and made them real damn good and 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 proven winners uh so i i think the talent is there like pierre emick schoeberg great player love him to death uh i i think that hugo Lloris is an outstanding goalkeeper no doubt about it um and human son definitely i think the one that's carrying this team and delhi alley's always had flashes of brilliance so it's a team that can be improved no doubt and content like you said man uh, he has taken Victor Moses to the top with him. So uh, I, I, I'm i excited for it. I love a competitive top six. West Ham has proven it right now. We'll get to them for sure. But I, it's going to be fun the more competitive this uh, top four, maybe even uh, top three uh, challenges get. Yeah, it's like there's almost a part of me that wishes that if Antonio Conte had like, that Tottenham side that made the Champions League final, then I definitely think he would win silverware. But that this is an older squad, a, dis, a more disinterested squad, and Antonio Conte does not stand for disinterest. Um, he will bench some of the best players. He does not give a fuck. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be really interesting. I'm just stoked to have another top manager. We got Klopp, we got Tuchel, we got Pep, uh, we got Antonio Conte now, David Moyes. <laughs> Can we talk about David Moyes? Let's switch to him. Um, what a fucking phenomenal job. West Ham are massive. Went um, and beat this, not out of Liverpool. It got a little dicey towards the end, but um, goddamn, they are sitting in third in the Premier League. Um, Mikel Antonio firing all cylinders. That This squad is unbelievable under David Moyes. Declan Rice... I think David Moyes said this week he might be worth more than a hundred million. He's a great player, Martin. And you know, man, you should have snagged him in the summer. Um, <laughs> but I just want to do a quick shout out to West Ham. The Hammers, uh, they've deserved this for quite some time. And um, will this last? I don't know. But hey, if we're talking about outside what we are typical big six, um, who has the best shot, it's easily West Ham if as snagging a European spot at this point. Yeah, I mean, they did it last year and they're playing in the Europe League this year. I think they definitely have the quality to do it again. And I can, I mean, all all credit to David Moyes is for sticking this team out. I mean, this time last year, I think he was uh, just riding above the relegation zone. So he's turned this team uh, completely around and the individual performance of Mikel Antonio. I mean, he keeps proving me wrong, Kevin. He, he, I keep saying he's streaky. He's going to stop scoring. He's going to stop playing well. And game in, game out this season, he's just putting in man-of-the-match performances. And Declan Rice, just a maester from the midfield and a brilliant number six. Um, so 
best of both worlds. And uh, I mean, Lucas Fabianski, uh, define age in the uh, sticks. Like it's it's a great team, and they're steady competing for that top five, maybe even top four if uh, United keeps completely blowing it. Arsenal's climbing. We don't know how high, and Tottenham's nowhere even close. Um, so it's going to be interesting if this can these uh, standings can stick uh, around January. Yeah, but you also got like Zuma. You got uh, Ben Ra- uh, Ben Rama, Suchek. I mean, you got all these players, and you're like, all right, like these guys, and, and they have just such a like an edge to them that I haven't seen in West Ham in quite some time. Um, it reminds me almost of Leicester in 2016. Like it's just a great cohesive group of players. Yeah, like I don't know, and the it's team, just not the results. I'm not. I'm not predicting that. I'm just saying the team's yeah, intensity. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, it's just like I. I feel as though they're playing with like a chip on their shoulder. It's like everyone keeps trying to doubt us, and we're just going to go in there and you know give them an old uh, punch on the chin. So. I don't know. I I've been loving it. Um, thoughts and prayers for Jesse Lingard to go ride the bench when he could be having fun with West Ham, you know. But um, I don't know, man. This is this is a really really fun squad, and uh, to take them from like almost relegation fodder to this, like if you're a Hammer fan, you got to be ecstatic. But uh, I wanted. Uh, are you good on West Ham? You have anything else on them? I'm good with West Ham. Okay. Um, how about we talk about another manager coming to the Premier League? Uh, we'll do a twofer. How do you feel about Eddie Howe to Newcastle? I mean, I think I always loved Eddie Howe and, and Bournemouth. Um, the years that he was in the Prem, um, he just played some fun football. I mean, Bournemouth was a tough club, but it, it grew some great players and I thought they lasted pretty darn long. And there were times he was connected to Arsenal um, just because he plays a a high-tempo football that is kind of suitable for a bigger club to play. And he was obviously exposed uh, at Burnley, but I'm sorry, not Burnley, Bournemouth. But at the same time, I think he could do well with a great financial backing like Newcastle is promising him. So I think it's a, a good signing. I think it's a good first manager coming um, into that oil status club, you know, uh, you got to start somewhere. Manchester City started somewhere. They had um, Stephen Ireland in the midfield. These guys have um, uh, Joe. Oh shoot, John, uh, Joe, John Shelby? Joe Shelby. Uh, it's it's just a new maestro, age of Man, Man City. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think the best comparison would be like he's like the transition manager that a lot of people have been saying like the uh like mancini like we're gonna he's gonna like start bringing in some players um now that the money is going to be like rolling in you know what i mean or maybe i'm not thinking of mancini it was a pellegrini was that his name the one at man city martin hey sorry i didn't catch that what was that no, I was just saying about like the the transitional manager, you know, the manager that comes in before the real hot shot comes in and, you know, gets kind of a little bit of success. But then they eventually bring in the manager who's going to take them to the next level. Um, I was thinking of like Man City, what they did with uh, was it Mancini was his name. Yeah, Roberto Mancini, like the first step for Pellegrino 
And uh, I, I think that's what he's going to be. I mean, he's a great uh, manager. He's proven that he can play some fun football, develop some great players. Knows and the Premier League? Like I said, with finance. Mm-hmm. He knows the Premier League. He did. Yeah, uh, he definitely knows the challenges of it. And I think he's going to be a great right now manager. And who knows who's going to come in and succeed him in a couple years when they get, you know, a couple years of, of great transfer opportunities um, to snatch up some talent. I think they're going to upgrade the manager when the time comes. And if their game plan is anything, you know, similar to. Uh, to Chelsea and, and Manchester United and uh, all these other clubs who have uh, come into financial backing, it's it's going to work well because they have a set plan. Um, so I think Newcastle is certainly going to thrive. Uh, we'll definitely see it grow um, in the next couple of years. And uh, it's it's crazy, man. Fucking Newcastle. It's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's shitting on this saying, like, how couldn't they get so and so? I'm like, dude, it's still Newcastle. Like they got to do a little something before they can get like uh, Carlo Ancelotti, okay? I mean, I guess Everton just yeah, got Carlo Ancelotti, but years. but that's not the point. <laughs> Carlo Ancelotti is a bad example. He was just at Everton. But um, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, before they can get like a Pep, um, which I'm not saying there's a lot of those. There's only one Pep, but you know, you need someone to make sure they don't get fucking relegated, so all the money they spend isn't for nothing. So that's all I want. I'll take Manchester United shitting the bed if Newcastle gets relegated this season. That is all I want. Soccer well, gods. Speaking of teams getting relegated, uh, uh, Norwich uh, got rid of our boy Furke or whatever his name is. Um, after winning a match, uh, started the lowest out of any team in quite some time. The first like 10 matches and only had like two points or whatever. Lower than Derby, which I when I saw that, I went, yes, they're going to break the record. But then they won. But they have five now. Yeah, I know they have. Damn it. I know. I was like, ah, one day somebody's going to break that record. It's going to be Swansea, isn't it? Swansea's going to do it to me. (laughs) They're going to break my heart. I it's going to be a Welsh team. But um, allegedly, we have two Premier League legends, two English national le- legends possibly coming to the Premier League with Frank Lampard coming to Norwich, which I do not think that's a good move for Frank Lampard. And two, Steven Gerrard coming to Aston Villa. So I like the Gerrard to Villa. I know we have our good friend Paul, who's not a fan of that um, because he believes it could be a stepping stone for him to become the manager of Liverpool. So he's not really there for Aston Villa, whatever, whatever. But I like the move. I think he's ready to step up in the Premier League after his great stint over at Rangers. So I don't know. I think I'll start with Gerard. Um, what do you think of that move by Aston Villa after getting rid of the beloved Dean Smith? You know, they're writing love letters after he got the sack. It was sad. I was I was saddened by it. Yeah, I I mean I I can't say that I'm surprised uh because of his results and his farewell letter was heartbreaking. Um, but at the same time, I thought he was a, a great manager for the club, you know, in the present and as well as the future. He did so well. And, you know, even though he got the sack and they've had a horrid uh, run of form, I, I always thought he was going to be able to t- turn it around. Um, but Stephen G, uh, Kev, I mean, it's a huge step up, I think. Uh, he's definitely done wonders at Rangers. Um but I, th- I think that'd be a, a pretty tough challenge for Steven Gerrard, um, nonetheless. But it, he's got talent on that team. And uh, uh, El Ghazi, uh, John McGinn, um, and they've got uh, 
my boy Danny Ings. Danny Ings, Che Adams. But, but I mean, he's been, he's been hurt, but, you know, there's yeah. been some injuries. You had Bai, who hasn't exactly performed as much as they wanted to. Um, so... I don't know. I think it'd be cool. I, I I think I just want to do it as like, you know, the kid in me to be like, ah, CVG, Frank Lampard. You know what I mean? Like it was a <laughs> bit of like a fantasy of mine seeing like these legends come in here and like manage their old clubs or manage, you know, in the Premier League. Imagine like Vieira one week going up against Gerard and Lampard going up against Arteta the next week, you know, kind of not that Arteta's a legend. I'm just saying like, you know, relatively relevant players. Dude, it's it's gonna be crazy because I I guess uh, I I kind of had this uh, thought a couple weeks ago like you know all the the managers that we think are absolute legends tops of their games uh, are older players or ex players for the most part between Pep uh, Solskjaer um, uh, Brendan Rodgers was a player um, Kenny Dalglish was a player um, and you look at Mione. Carlo and Gelati, yeah. yeah. Well, he's older, the, but the, this is going to be like the next generation of great coaches in like possibly ten to twenty years. So it's it's going to be crazy to see that uh, evolve and see all these young faces get better and better if they're given the right opportunities and they succeed them. So all the legends we grew up watching are going to be uh, legendary managers at some point. So it's it's going to be nuts of watching. Like you said, Vieira versus Lamps, um, uh, you know, um, Arteta versus uh, Steven Gerrard, Vieira in the mix, Ole Gunnar I mean, Solskjaer Rooney's managing too. What's Rooney's, that? Rooney's managing down in the championship. I mean, mm-hmm. that's weird. I mean, Play that's really weird. And when I see Renato manage, he's going to be a manager if he's not already sure. managing your club. He'll be the real player manager for Man United. <laughs> I want it. I want it, baby. Uh, can we talk? Let's change gears. Let's talk about United. They got kind of embarrassed by Man City over the weekend. Another loss at Old Trafford. I'll let you handle it because obviously you handle this the best out of anybody. Um, but what did you make of this weekend? I mean, it it was tough to watch, uh, Martin. Like, I, I don't wish evil on you whatsoever just know that as a friend as a very close friend but god that was i wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy you know man that was 10 times worse than the liverpool game they were just toying with with us the entire time it could have been five up uh from halftime i mean it's it's the same thing over and over again um and it started bad with the buy own goal after everybody was lauding his performance at, in the champions league I mean, it's just the typical Manchester United. And I think the thing that's so depressing is I, I don't think changing a manager or getting someone um, uh, like Zidane or someone like uh, Conte, if he was still available, um, I don't think that's the sole issue at the club. We've seen other managers, whether it's um, Reno, who was a, a good, good coach at the time, great coach in his day. Um uh, we've had Louis van Gaal, who was a decent coach. Um, we've had uh, young David Moyes's. So these the coaches have been decent. It's the team that keeps underperforming. So I think this it's it's the club, man. It's just it's just real bad right now. And Manchester City exposed all the flaws once again that everybody who watches Manchester United knew were there. 
I mean, outclassed from the first minute to the last, dude. It was embarrassing. Yeah, I, I just want to butt in real quick. I saw someone say this, that like Liverpool like shot you in the chest, but Man City was death by a thousand cuts. I mean, they just owned possession the entire time. And just like you're saying, like if it wasn't for literally the greatest David De Gea performance of his career, I mean, he had that. Uh, the second goal was just really, really unfortunate. But I mean, he was really keeping you in there for after the buy own goal. I mean, David De Gea was literally on uh, fucking I don't know what he was on. I want whatever he was on. He was going insane in the goal. Dude, it was it was the best David De Gea performance I've seen since that Arsenal game when he just kept saving that one Alexis Sanchez shot was baffling. And same with this uh, Gabriel Jesus shot where he threw himself across the goal and still managed to deflect it over. I mean, David De Gea for his struggles the past season and a half um, since the World Cup, really, um, he he has come to form once again this season. So uh, it's it's crazy how many games once again he's keeping keeping us in. And the shame is, uh, <laughs> I remember saying this: that it's real bad for your team when the best player on the team is the goalkeeper. David De Gea won uh, the Player of the Year, the Sir Busby, Busby um, Player of the Year award for, I believe, three years running um, from like 2014 to 2017. It's it's not great when the goalkeeper is the best player. And uh, Manchester City, uh, between Bernardo Silva's uh, goal, uh, the miscommunication between Maguire, who got awful, great. I don't want to talk about it, awful. Um and and Luke Shaw regressive, just getting worse. Um, and it, it was just awful to see, and it was just a complete letdown on the pitch. And it seemed that everybody has given up on that team. And City took full advantage. Pep completely outplayed them. Uh, Solskjaer parked a very bad bus, and uh, it was still nothing that we could do. Passed around the entire match. Uh, Should have, could have, and would have been an absolute bloodbath if Manchester City wanted it to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, poor Donny Van de Beek getting subbed on. It was just, like, sad. Like, how does Pogba not start in this match? Like, what is going on, man? Like, Pogba's back to contract disputes now that the team is bad again. Honestly, can we just say the Pogba experiment failed? Yeah. and that he's not world class. I'll say it, man. I'm fucking saying it, dude. He's not world class. I get what people say on his day. You can be world class, but you got to be fucking consistent. Like a little yeah. bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get the whole like, like, so can uh, Hector Bellerin can be world class on his day, but he's not world class. You know, you got to be consistent. No, I absolutely agree with that. It's, I mean, it's just, an, it's a shame because the talent is definitely there. We see it on the national team. And the, the worst part for me is every time Manchester United uh, gets in a rut and plays poorly, he starts declining contract extensions. And then when they do well, he promises them. So, I mean, I think the whole thing is, is just getting uh, worse and worse. And that, that behavior is continuing and it's just affecting uh, the pitch and maybe even the locker room. And I think it's super telling when Bruno, uh, who I believe was certainly one of the best players in the league last year, 
uh, is playing poorly. The whole team is is playing poorly. And um, for everybody saying that Ronaldo is the problem, I, Ronaldo is the single reason um, that Manchester United has stayed in these games and, and certainly in the Champions League. Uh, so I, I think the team is just skating by, and I don't know what the change is um, that uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has, has made this summer to the tactics or what have you, but uh, this team look, looks a far off. Um, they look very far off from what uh, we expected going into this year. Yeah, I mean, even with a few bad performance recently, I still would probably put you guys in the top four, even though like Arsenal is above you, West Ham's above you right now. Um, I just think there's just so much talent on your squad, Martin, that the talent will outreach any poor managerial decisions or whatever like that till, you know, sometimes I feel as though the players will come together and be like, I don't care. We're going to just go out there. Our manager is a dunce, but we know how good we are. And they'll just like, make the game about themselves. So we'll see. I don't know. I just think the Pogba thing needs to come to an end. And I understand it would be kind of embarrassing to let him go for free. Then you have to buy him back for what was it like 90 million. And then you got to let him go for free again. That sucks. But I mean, if it helps your team in the long run, I might as well just rip that scab off, you know? Yeah. And the shame is, uh, it's, he's completely got us by the balls because there's nothing United can do. Uh, they know uh, Manchester United board won't let him be sold for anything less than what they got him for in January, which will absolutely result in him going for free in the summer because United is is just stupid. They're just a bunch of idiots uh, running at the top of the club. Um, I mean, it, I, it, tracks, are they... it tracks back to uh, the manager. I mean, at this point, I think the biggest point is you know, I'm I'm a huge Manchester United fan. Uh, just let me know what's going on. Do you plan to keep Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Do you plan to look for replacements? Is he on the edge? There has been absolutely no communication from the owners. Whenever uh, this happens to, you know, I mean, this hasn't happened to a city team in, in forever, but um, in the early days, there was current feedback from the owners. Uh, Chelsea is always hearing threats from Roman Abramovich when it, it goes down. Dan Levi's ascending board as well. I mean, we certainly well know that he's stingy with his money and it's 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 affecting the managers that he can attract. And the, the thing is, I just want to know at this point what the plan is at Manchester United because at this point it seems that there is absolutely no plan in place, whether he stays or goes, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah, I... I don't know. You guys are in a tough spot. I feel like you guys fucked up beating Spurs. You lost, but at what cost? Because then they got Conte. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I, I think that a lot of managers would fail to take this team to new heights with the core that is this team and the culture. Oh, I would say the culture, maybe. But I think that comes back to the manager. But the core of this squad is fucking sick. Are you kidding me? You have Ronaldo. Bruno Fernandez, you have Jane Sancho, Rashford is class. I mean, besides you're like, you have Paul Pogba, Varane, De Gea. I mean, this core of the squad, there are some names on this squad, man. There are, there are some very expensive names on the squad, but I Luke I don't Shaw, Bissaka. I mean, come on, Harry Maguire. Uh, I mean, he's an idiot, but like, 
I, I don't know. Aaron McGuire in no sense is is a a good defender. Great defender, <laughs> as, as I I, I got to correct myself. Sometimes he is good, but he is not a great defender. And the next talking thing is, I mean, the fact that he's the captain. I mean, it's absolutely appalling. I I think it was uh, Aston Villa or West Ham that made their captain ride the bench after a poor performance, and he got his starting spot back. Uh, the game after next, but it was still just a, a point to prove that the standards have to be up. And I mean, I, he's apparently undroppable, just like uh, McFred. So, I mean, it, it, honest to God, Kev, it feels like a horrifying carnival ride. It's the same thing. I think again he's just scared. Again. He's just scared not to play McFred. Like he doesn't want to mix it up. And it just seems like, cowardly from a managerial standpoint like he does not want to change because if he changes that he thinks something might go wrong and he's just he's just too comfortable with the mcfred you know the like McFred the mcrib doesn't even work because like the, Mc, it's, the mcrib it's, <laughs> it's the mcrib it's it comes around once a year but more often what's more what do you get more of in your year mcfred or mcribs mcfred McFreds. yeah one's not as tasty it's a not it's not so special special from ollie gunner mcdonald's yeah uh ollie's at the wheel taking you to the local mcdonald's to get your mcfred yeah um that was a very bad joke i really we can sign off now we can end that pod after that okay um (laughs) let's talk we have some fan questions but you know what? I saved this for kind of the last part of the pod, Martin, just because, you know, wanted to save the best for last. But your boys, the Gunners, Arsenal, we are in fifth place. Yes, I, that is a clapping I think you're doing. You're not moving stuff around. It's uh, <laughs> we're, Arsenal's on fire, baby. You can't stop us. We're coming for that title. We're two points behind Liverpool, six points behind the top. I mean, the title race starts today, baby. I am being so hyperbolic but i don't care esr is the new kaka um it's 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 incredible to see dude i i love arteta's vision and i'm i'm surprised uh that you know uh y'all stuck with him during his hard times at least the manager he do i guess that's what they did but i mean he's his vision is proven to be great he's bringing that youth through the uh tunnel and onto the field i mean surrounded by core players and and the biggest surprise and you know happiness for me is aaron freaking ramsdale is he your starter or what that dude Dog. is sick i know i feel so bad for leno because he's good too but ramsdale just stole that shit he said he saw the opportunity and he sees the means man he sees the means of production when it came to the fucking starting he goalkeeper yeah uh and Ben White, dude, you can't stop but talk about him. Ben White has been unbelievable for us. I mean, in terms of proving the haters wrong, uh, all the Arsenal signings have been unbelievable. Um, Specifically, Ben White. Bargain buys, baby. Yeah, and they were not cheap um, to like normal <laughs> standards. So, um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's been fun to say. I still think this season is going to be kind of a roller coaster. We're kind of having like a honeymoon right now. And I was texting you guys that I saw that after the international break, we come back to Anfield. So I feel like I'm ready for some humble pie. I'm on a real, I'm just trying to ride this high right now as an Arsenal fan being like, yeah, greatest team in the world. I remember this feeling being in fourth grade with the Invincibles, even though I didn't know what soccer was. Yeah. 
I, I'm feeling good, Martin. And I haven't felt good as an Arsenal fan in some time, so it feels nice. And you know what? The international break, like you said, uh, in our text messages, has knocked out most of November. So no Arsenal in November so far. Yeah, it's a great start for Arsenal in the dreaded month of November. Um, so, I, I mean, but for real, it's a fun team to watch. Um, like you said, ESR is awesome. Sokka is great. Abba is in there all the time now. Uh, Leno is surprisingly uh, benched. Lacazette? Makes, yeah, oh. Lacazette is back, baby. Fighting um, for a contract. There are rumors <laughs> of him going away. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm... I, I feel myself, you know, hoping this Arteta experiment works out so we do see some more of that fantasy uh, old legends fighting it out in management again in the prem. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't think we make top four, but I even think top six before the season started, you know. So I think maybe did I have a six? Maybe I think I put us like eighth or something. I think, yeah, because I think I, I think had, I had Leicester and Villa or Leicester and Leeds above. And wow, that's a, a, a cold take by me. Yeah, old, I, old, I take, old take exposed. And, I, I think I had Leicester and uh, oh, who did, did I have? Did Villa, you have Villa? Yeah, you yeah, had Villa Leicester and Villa. And then, I took Leeds. What an idiot. What a fucking <laughs> idiot. I took Villa. What an idiot. And then I had Tottenham than you guys, which is being proven wrong. Yeah, I think I had like Arsenal and Tottenham like eight nine. So, um, hell, I, I mean, I'm happy. <laughs> like this is cool. Like I didn't think that was gonna happen. So, um, nice. I, I, uh, I feel I feel good about Arsenal again, Martin. So you know, support your friends, support your local Arsenal friends. Um, I still don't know. I think we might make sixth place now, which would be cool. I still think I have United above us, um, and probably either West Ham or. I don't know what's going on with Leicester. I don't understand them right now. Yeah, I, I don't think their newest addition is fitting well in the team. Vestergaard seems to be coming off the bench for minutes. Um, and they kind of seem to be falling off. Uh, Jamie Vardy has pulled them through a couple times. Yuri Tittleman has some brilliant goals this season, but uh, it's it's mostly draws or disappointing uh, losses at the death. So uh, I, I'm kind of confused. Uh, this team certainly choked last two seasons, and it seems that that mentality, that shark bite and mentality that uh, we're going to come and play our way has kind of been lost in the third season. Yeah, kind of just, I don't really get it. Um, okay, well, let's move on to some fan questions. But before we do that, uh, we want to do a shout out to our fantasy leaders uh, in the lads fantasy premier league. Uh, the top 10 right now are casual warriors still holding the top spot. Number one, number two, 40 year old Virgil three creation of Adama four Wickham wanderers, five ham six, the boys, illegitimate seven. You are my soul char eight Highbury at literally Nine, not Gway lifts a three-way. I maybe said that correctly. I feel like this guy's always in the top ten. Oh, it's Logan. Shout <laughs> out, shout out Logan making the top ten. My bad. Uh, please DM me later and tell me what your name, how you phonetically say that. Uh, and number ten, Arteta's Lego hair. He does have some Lego hair. 
Um, so yeah, shout out to everyone in the Lads League. I had a whopping 26 points this week, and the average was 42. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I, well, I had perfectly the average. I think I got 42. Somehow I'm in 33rd place. I know I'm going to be dropping next week. I got to get ro- rid of Ronnie. But I, I did the not. wild card this week, Martin, and I still got 26 points. <laughs> Dude, this week was bad. It was real bad. I think because my midfield besides Salah is shit. I have Suchek, Traore, and Odegaard. <laughs> Dude, I thought Suchek would get some points for that W. I think the point system is flawed still. I have Salah who gets like a good third of my points every single week. Yeah. Every week. I- I have Salah, Ronaldo, and Aubameyang, who got me minus one. Thanks. <laughs> he, Ronaldo because, has done jack Because he got that, uh, what's it called, that uh, that penalty saved by Ben Foster. Oh, minus also, one. Also, can we shout out Ben Foster, who does, like, vlogs now, and he's getting, like, fucking killed for it? That's so funny that he vlogs. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Oh, it's, Ben is great. Uh, everyone's just like, old ben. fucking man. This is what Aubameyang told me after the game when I was saving his goal. <laughs> oh, man. The internet's funny, man. People were fucking... Uh, oh, can I... Before we get the fan question, did you... We did. I we should have opened this up with, like, the, the crazy news. Did you hear about that PSG uh, uh, woman's player? Yeah. Fucking nuts. I love Dude, okay. Game. Like, let me, let me say the story real quick. So, PSG confirmed women's midfielder uh, um, Aminata Diallo, I think I'm pronouncing that right, was taken into police custody today following an attack on the club's players. She allegedly hired masked men to injure France and PSG teammate, I'm going to butcher this, Kiera Hamarui, and remove her from competition for playing time. Holy shit. I need a Netflix documentary or even like a quick YouTube 20 minute summary. Like that's fucking wild. I need a Vice video. I need an in-depth review of all of this. because 30 this for is, 30. Yeah, this is the best thing that has happened to the sport, in all honesty. Horrible. Awful. God, it's awful. But the absolute audacity of it all. I mean, it's it's like I thought I saw it all in the French League when Benzema uh, blackmailed his teammate for, uh, uh, a, for a starting or for some money. And I... I this has absolutely topped it. This is fantastic. Yeah, man. I know everyone's been saying like Tonya Harding is like the big example. Um, but that's crazy. Like, imagine you are you're it's not even like you're on an opposing team trying to get transferred. I don't know, but like, that's your teammate dog, and you're like, fuck her. Get pull the mask down. Get the fucking Glock. We're going after this bitch because she's stealing time for me to start. Like, dude, it's like Russia mobster shit. It's it's unbelievable. Like, I never thought in a million years we'd hear about this to your own teammate woman. Oh my god. Yeah, man. It's like the Jokic brothers. They're just gonna fucking come after you, man. That's crazy. Dude, I, I saw a news article about that. What happened there? Oh, okay. Here's our NBA talk uh, for the pod. So, uh, Jokic got uh, hard fouled by one of the Morris brothers, um, who's on Miami. Uh, it was like a really dirty foul where it should have been just like a check foul. You know what I mean? Where you just tag him and then he goes to the line. Really? Yeah, yeah and he hit him hard. 
And then Jokic comes up behind him and just fucking just annihilates him. <laughs> it was really oh. dirty, but but it was like it was a dirty foul, but it was like in retaliation. So it's like, yeah, you hit me. I'm going to fucking hit you back, idiot. Don't turn your back <laughs> on me. Um, but apparently his brothers were right there because they go to all the games and they were like ready to square up. And there was footage of them before from another game where some people were coming at Jokic and they were literally trying to climb over stands and they're just as big as, uh, Nikola Jokic. (laughs) Um, and like they grew up in Serbia in a fucking civil war, like some crazy shit. Like when you play like the Serbian national team or like the Croatian national team, like, you know, those people, like I'm talking soccer again, but you know, those people have seen shit. And you do not fuck with them. Even like Modric and that little guy. I would not fuck with him. Um, but these Jokic brothers are completely tattooed. One's like an amateur MMA fighter. And they like tweet it out. Be like, we do not want beef. You drop it now. Like <laughs> from like. <laughs> and it, they like signed it. Jokic brothers on Twitter, which is hilarious. Um, and they had like no profile picture. It was real on- ominous. Um, but yeah, that was that was the NBA corner uh, of the podcast. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's got to be a regular thing. Ask about <laughs> NBA. Have your question answered. Yeah, I'm such a fucking NBA nerd. Um, I'm just a sports. I mean, we're both sports chunky, so I, I've listened to nothing but sports podcasts all day. Um, my Sundays but, are fantastic for the most part. My my yeah, Saturday red zone, Sundays. baby. Yeah, I got was, everything. NASCAR just had a new champion, so I can't watch that no more. But, but Formula One. Dude, it's coming down to the wire. Maxi on top in Mexico, going to Brazil next week. Mwah. Love the Interlagos. Let's uh, go, football, Hamilton, depressing. baby. Stop it, please. No, Kevin. Bad. Uh, Eagles is depressing as shit, though. Uh, Sixers is good on the um, the court, but the drama off field with Simmons is awful. Annoying. Fucking annoying. And Joel Embiid has COVID right now, which sucks. Uh, but... It's whatever. It's whatever. Um, Okay, yeah. Back to soccer. We have some fan questions. It's here. Let's go. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram, at Lads Podcast. We also have a Twitter, at Lads underscore podcast. First question comes from NG host, Neil Ghost 10. Oh, happy birthday, Neil. It's Neil's birthday today. He says, since Brendan Rodgers is the new bookies favorite for the United job, should he take it? And would you want him, Martin? No, absolutely not. If if an ex-Liverpool manager comes to Manchester United, uh, I will root for Derby County and Wayne Rooney. This it's it would be just a slap in the face. Okay, our, if our you could take no Jurgen Klopp, you would. No, I would not. Absolutely not. not he is a years at I. a million times better manager than Oli, and you sure, it, it would, but it would be it would be better for the club. Don't you want to support the club? I. I stand by our history. <laughs> integrity. It's integrity. about the integrity That's of right. the game. Our clubs are built on something. We're not just winners. We're built on something, man. Can't have I, an ex-Liverpool manager who brought him to the brink to come to Manchester United. That wouldn't be right. Yeah, I don't think Brendan Rodgers, because I think he does have like a nice project. He's doing with Leicester, won them some silverware. And also, I don't think the expectations are as high. And I don't think he wants that. I'll be honest. I don't think he yeah, wants that. I mean, he did good at Celtic, definitely deserving of coming back over here. He he did pretty darn good with Liverpool. Um, and, you know, the talent is there. He's got a fun team in Leicester. Uh, took him to the brink two times in the past two seasons. Uh, we'll see how this season turns out, but uh, kind of losing that spark. Players are getting older. 
Um, and I, I think that he's a great manager for Leicester. I, I like him on Leicester. I, I'd like him in, on a lot of teams. You know, I think he'd do a similar thing that uh, Devin Moyes is, is doing if he was at uh, West Ham. Um, he could be great with Aston Villa. Um, but like you said, I think those are good teams for him. And, and I would absolutely not want him at Manchester United. Him and Jurgen Klopp. Uh, Kenny Dalglish, get out of here. Rafa Benitez, not a chance in hell. Absolutely not. I have standards now. Bad take. Bad take. Um, <laughs> Hartley Foundation 2004 says, USA or Mexico? They play um, during the international break. So, are you, wait, are they playing tonight? I don't know. I'll have to check. Um, but yeah, go USA. Woo, yeah. Um, Let's go Mexico. I, fuck, I, I, it is nothing against the USA or Mexico. To be honest, I just hate the international break so much because it's always oh teams are get, gaining momentum like Arsenal or West Ham or Chelsea, Man City, whatever. And it's like oh like teams like it's just it's just annoying. I don't know. And then players, big players get hurt. Get hurt. Oh, just got hurt with the French team. That's two Manchester United French players out in two international breaks. At least we're having success there, man. Fuck. Pogba out for eight to ten weeks. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, uh, uh, it's it's awful. I hate international break with all I have, Kev. Yes, but if we had to choose, go go USA. Uh, Panna underscore genetics says, is Rice worth $100 million? Declan Rice. Um, with the English tax, yes. <laughs> I'd say he's worth $80 million and in... Where I always think the market is, I think he's worth like fifty to sixty million. Like he's darn good. Don't get me wrong. At a big club, like... that'd be awesome to see. But and I mean, he's definitely in today's market worth eighty million, no doubt. I feel as though if he was going to another English side, I could see them like a Man City, Man United, Chelsea. He could be sold off for a hundred million. If he was going to like. The Bundesliga, Serie A, I think he'd be closer to where you were saying, Martin, like the 45 to 50 million sounds much, sounds right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He's fucking awesome, though. He's killing it. Uh, Rio Boli says, will the transfer window and appointment of how keep Newcastle up? Uh, Martin hopes it doesn't. Um, yeah, I think Eddie Howell will be able to stare the ship. I mean, if I look at the bottom of the table... And if they're allowed to make some big transfers in January, Martin, can we pick three teams worse than Newcastle? Norwich, certainly. Um, Norwich, for sure. Watford? Uh, I think Watford's going to slip. And at this point, I think that there's a couple teams in danger of slipping, and I think Brentford's definitely going to stay up. I think they're pulling the leads of last year. I think Leeds is in danger. Uh, Southampton's Burnley might be in danger. I don't want to say it, Martin. I don't want to say it, but Burnley is in the relegation right now. Sean Dyche, even though Sean he stole Dyche points from Chelsea, up. that's He's what Sean Dyche man. does. That's what Sean Dyche does. He plays big boy football. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big boy who eats worms. That's a good man yeah. right there. Sean Dyche will keep him up. He's a good man. They're like, oh, Steve Bruce and fucking Big Sam eat pie. That man drinks pie. That man don't <laughs> fuck around. <laughs> he has pints of pie, of pie every night. Pints of pie. That's a that's a tongue twister. Fuck. Um, yeah, I think I think Eddie Howe could keep him up. 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, I hope they go down, but I think they'll stay up. I think especially if they get that uh, money coming in um, in January and able to use it, I mean, shoot, uh, that can improve the squad great. Uh, but shoot, man, it'd be absolutely hysterical to see them get a bunch of money and then play in the championship. They'll break the championship record for points. <laughs> It'll be like, uh, I guess, 38 games. It'll be the new Norwich. What's 38 times three? So that would be 38. Uh, fucking... 40, 40 times three is 120, right? That'd so be... that would be 114. yeah we got there yeah so they're gonna max out when every game go invincible um okay next question what happens when gerard beats liverpool with villa this is from seabass soccer physio um uh the world explodes i'd love to see it if west ham can do it villa can do it on their best day it'll be like the What's that? The Temple of Solomon, like in the Bible, it just starts, it collapses. Like Anfield will collapse on itself. Um, I, I will go with that reference. <laughs> yeah. I cannot that was your, say that is incorrect. That was, that was your weekly Bible reference. I probably referenced the wrong one. It's like when, when Jesus got like crucified, there was a temple that like broke or something in half, or I don't know. Something yeah. happened. Something bad happened. Well, a lot of bad stuff happened, I guess, but. Um, like religion. Yeah, that was <laughs> Christianity. Oh, that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing uh, that happened when Jesus died. <laughs> yeah, just all sorts of bad stuff. Um, but what happens when Gerard beats Liverpool with Villa? Um, I mean, if he did, that would be fucking nuts because this Villa squad is in no shape beating this high octane. I know they just lost to West Ham, but West Ham are in fine form. Um, but I don't with this Villa squad, I can't see them beating this current Liverpool squad who if they're firing all cylinders. But if it happened, it would be kind of wild. We'd be like, this is the first time the former star player came back or, you know, we'll get a weird stat or something. Um, OK, last question. Uh, C. Pascal 2 says, will Arsenal sign Vaholovic and is it worth uh, the 80 million? Yeah. So we've been really linked with this guy um, who was going to go to Tottenham in the summer, but didn't. But. Yeah, no, I think it'd be a fucking awesome signing. All my Arsenal peeps are telling me that it would be a sick signing. Um, he's young, and yeah, I would I would be very down for this signing. Yeah, uh, he he seems to be doing great, great with Fiorentina and, and certainly a great defensive league, a, a pretty awesome striker and young to build off of as well, especially with the front two that you have, Locke and Abba getting older. Um, so I think it'd be a great signing, but uh, like you said, there was interest from uh, Tottenham, who, who I think you know might make a move for him yet. If uh, Antonio Conte likes him, he's obviously familiar with him playing in in uh, the Serie A. And then there's also interest from Juventus, who uh, kind of needs a striker at this point. Um, so I think it'd be a sick buy for Arsenal if they were able to snatch him up. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at Twitter right now, and apparently we've been trying to negotiate, but nothing's been on the board. Your guy Fabrizio Romano is reporting that as well. Um, and yeah, no, he's he's on a tear right now in Syria. So I, I you know, I, I'd welcome him with open arms. I'll say it. Everybody's welcome here at Arsenal. Are you young and good? Arteta's got a spot for you. 
Yeah, get on this fucking train because we're going places, baby. Okay, that's our pod. Uh, we'll probably not be back till next week, and we'll probably have some crazy, dumb shit to talk about. So, yeah, come hang. Follow us on uh, social media, and we love you. We'll talk to you soon. I'll be your dream. I'll be your wish. I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope. I'll be your love. Be everything that you need. I love you more with every breath. Truly, madly, deeply do. I will be strong. I will be faithful. Cause I'm counting on a new beginning. A reason for living. A deeper meaning. Yeah. I wanna stand with you on a mountain. I wanna bathe with you in the sea. I wanna lay like this forever. Until the sky falls down on me. And when the stars are shining brightly in the velvet sky, I'll make a wish and victory.